0: Hello and welcome to Cancer Season. Welcome to the space you have found the Inspired Astrology podcast with Lauren K. Hickman. How are you? Hanging in there? It's been a lot. <laughs> I am coming to you live on Tuesday. Today is the 22nd of June. So that means that Mercury has gone direct. Mercury in Gemini this past season has been a lot. I think that everyone I've spoken to was like, wow, the tropes of uh, a Gemini Mercury retrograde is a real thing. Uh, So I hope that you are trying to find some peace and namely perspective of all that ails you when it comes to recordings being deleted, emails going to the wrong person, that that happened, Uh, being sold a bum car, also raising my hand, also happened last Mercury retrograde. Um, there are so many interesting things that we get to experience in our lives. And I think what Mercury teaches us about is how to have perspective. And in Gemini, it speaks even further to that, that gift. What gifts can you receive when you change the angle at looking at how things are occurring? Um, so where are the gifts, where are the blessings, Uh, I know that sounds really lighthearted and happy, but it's what I have to offer because it's been working for me. How can I benefit from this shit show? How can I learn and accept and embrace chaos in a new way? You know, we don't really have any other options. Like you can willpower and throw a fit and be angry and be resentful. Or you can try to like, you know, do the serenity path, surrender a bit and see how to work with what you can. This weekend, I got a chance to work with clients in person. Uh, This last week, the whole week, I was able to work with clients in person here in Milwaukee. Uh, I am now uh, very grateful to my space at Orchid Acupuncture, which is in Shorewood here in Milwaukee. That's just a hop, skip, and a jump from my place down on the Lower East Side here. Um, and it's a it's a beautiful calm space. Uh, Orchid Acupuncture is one of my uh, my sponsors now, which I'm so appreciative of to to keep running this podcast. Um, and they focus on reproductive health. So if that is a thing in your life, uh, amazing! You should get in touch with them um, just because having access to acupuncturists that work with fertility and reproductive issues can be such a game changer and having a team having different experiences to um, help you get to where you want to go i met the massage therapist there this weekend jennifer and what a gift she does mayan abdominals massage and that's not just for uh uterus havers that is for Anybody because we hold so much in our guts and it can help with digestion and relaxation restoration um, i'd never heard of that technique before but was totally intrigued so work at acupuncture now hosting lauren k hickman astrology and reiki uh, they do have a reiki practitioner on staff there um, who does just little half hour treatments haven't gotten a chance to meet her yet but the acupuncturist in-house lisa and rebecca both well, well well-versed, they studied down in Racine at the um, Institute of Oriental Medicine here in Wisconsin. Um, Long story, but I'll keep it brief. Uh, I started doing acupuncture when I was maybe 13 years old for my scoliosis. Uh, Dr. Toriello in Des Moines, um, I don't know if he's still around, but acupuncture has always been part of my journey and something that I've really loved Uh, utilized in New York City during early recovery periods. Um, It's it's been there all along. So I'm really, really grateful and pleased to be a part of this clinic. And part of me is like, maybe I should go learn acupuncture, Uh, but maybe stick to what I know and keep developing that, right? There's so many opportunities out there in the world. Uh, And Gemini season often teaches us about all the wishful thinking and all the desires and all the ways of being and moving around and doing the 10,000 things. And, you know, there's a lot of ambition. Um, But the more we focus on perspective and honing in on our gifts and skills, the more potent we can be. And potent is a word that I would describe the cancer season that we've just moved into. Holy buckets. Um, So the solstice was on Sunday. And here in the States, we celebrated Father's Day. So some of us, that solar energy can translate into the father figure, but also the emanation of our singular self coming from parents and expressing ourselves out in the world. Um, I hope that you're hanging in there if you saw family. I know that uh, last year everything was canceled, so getting back and around to seeing family members can be really stressful, really Anxiety building or really happy, you know, it just depends where you're at, what your journey's like. Cancer season kicks off with its ruling moon, the luminary of the moon, magnifying the Scorpio energy. But this lunation was opposite to Uranus and Taurus at the base of the chart here in Milwaukee. Um, yeah, so this can lead into an emotional focus on our own history, our family, our roots and traumas, or even breakthrough moments experienced in connection to our ancestry, our roots, our family connections. So to those of you who spent the day with your family on Sunday, thinking about family, resenting family, crying about family, being happy to see family, um, I trust that you are working with all the feels. Cancer's connection with and to family is indivisible. So, the feelings that we have as humans, you can't divorce the feelings, just as you can't pull cancer from family. Same, same, right? So, diving from the frenetic energy of the Gemini season with Mercury in retrograde for a good chunk of it, then we had two eclipses and the second uh, round of Uranus Taurus square, which I spoke of last week. Uh, this This frenetic energy and then jumping into these comfy or smothering or feeling shores of cancer can be a shock to the system. Um, I feel that way. It's cold. It's cold where I am in Milwaukee. It does not feel like solstice. It is 60 degrees here and cloudy and rainy and gucky. And it doesn't make me feel like, happy solstice. Let's celebrate. Let's go play outside. Let's bask in the warm sun. I feel like crawling into my shell. And... That's the consensus from what I'm hearing from my audience members. So thank you for always reaching out and letting me know what your vibes are right now. So I am giving you permission. The universe is giving you permission to take the time, the rest, the space that you need to reset. If you can. Not everybody has that luxury. But even just taking three or four breaths, slowly. One, two, three, four five taking that in and letting it out slowly right just taking those breaths having a glass of water bringing that snack bar take care of yourself taking your care of yourself is primary because you cannot serve from an empty cup and cancer season is very much about these ideals of service I don't think it is as high-minded as Virgo in its highest form, you know, serve to serve. The cancer's need to be needed. The need to be needed will often drive that force to nourish others and forsaken self. So please, do not serve from an empty cup. Tuck in, get to bed early, and know that tomorrow is another day if you need it. Neptune in Pisces is trying Venus in Cancer. So this has been a dreamy, creative, longing, and nostalgic kind of vibe. So a little hard to stay in the present moment when you're feeling kind of gooey. And Neptune in Pisces gives me the sense of a little bit of depression. I know it's been there for a long time, but Pisces can embody that that check out, that escapism. So... Sometimes, how we can get back in our skin is doing something for someone else. <gasps> Venus and <in> Cancer. <laughs> Being able to help somebody else out. Asking for nourishment when we need it. I think that, you know, because Neptune is so healing, Venus so relational, I think that we get a chance to do some healing when we review the past. When we're around family members. Um, they can ask really dumb questions or be really thick-skulled or not on the same level, right? Uh, but don't close off or crab walk away. <laughs> Bad joke, sorry. Um, but find a way to sit or write your way through the discomfort. How can you touch into compassion? How can you find healing through the irritation of other? There's some serious retrograde stylings happening right now at the solstice. I don't know if you knew it. We have multiple planets in retrograde right now, including Jupiter and Pisces, which, you know, that's not such a bad thing because we might get some good trines out of that. Uh, Jupiter in retrograde, Saturn in retrograde, Pluto in retrograde. Thank you, Mercury, for getting out of this mix. So this... This does not shock me when I've been receiving texts about the lackluster energy that's been happening, uh, especially on the solstice. Um, the solstice, I, you know, I feel like you know, this is such an invitation to go play outside, but this year I feel more of an invitation to turn in and to play with and love on your inner child and doing that deep forgiveness work. It's gonna be uncomfortable because giving birth to a new version of yourself after a long gestation period is really not meant to be an easy process. And gestation periods take a lot longer on spiritual journeys. They do, I'm just putting that out there. Um, Our culture is so focused on immediate gratification. You know, put the coin in the machine, get the sticker. You know, uh, that's not, that's not how our processes work. Even though I believe in radical, immediate, through the layers, all the lifetimes, healings, I think that those, um, are very accessible. But I think that there's a lot of groundwork, so the foundation work to get to those points where we, we can have radical actualized healing in an immediate moment, um, I think that the slow burn may be the best way to go. Um, I know that a lot of perceptual types, especially prophetics, uh, sort of the, the, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, those language type of people, not making fun of you, I am one. Please listen to (laughs) the words that I say. But um, often there, we feel like we need to get hit with a shoe or something, or like some big sparkly massage from the universe happens or some affirming sign or symbol appears to us that's you know yeah maybe maybe you need to shoot at the face to kind of wake things up but uh i don't know it's do you need all that drama can you just can you just give it some time give it some patience give it give it time just let it let it cook right (laughs) the gestation period Uh, I remember radical moments early on in my recovery where I, you know, after years of, like, going out and surrendering and, like, making a fire and burning ritualistic joints and, like, screaming at the sky out in nature, uh, that stuff never worked for me. You know, I thought that I was surrendering, but then I found out that surrender, serenity, is a day-to-day process. One of the principles in Reiki... Um, And I'll be teaching more on these moving forward, feeling called to do so. Just say it with me. Just for today, I shall trust. Go ahead. You don't have to feel weird about it. No one's watching you. You can whisper it. Say it in your head. Just for today, I shall trust. Just for today, I shall trust. I shall trust that the universe is unfolding exactly as it should. I trust that I have enough energy to do what I need to do. I trust other people. I trust that spirit is working in congruence with all of us, with all matter, all beings, in a bigger picture that I will never understand. And so therefore, I shall trust. Because any other way of doing this is making me fucking crazy. And you don't need to be crazy. We need as much sanity as possible right now in the world, especially after this month, you know? So be the change. Sit with your discomfort and surrender as much as possible. This is not an easy thing. I'm not trying to like, you know, what's that word? Spiritual bypassing. This is not a love and light conversation. It's it's about surrendering to things that are outside of our control and really allowing ourselves to engage with what we do have within our means within our energy makeup you know i i have been languishing in a way that i have found unbearable um You know this is me in cancer season emoting a little bit right my son is square to the season so i'm allowed to get a little bit mushy or uncomfortable discomfort actually irritability is probably the word i would name for this season um i have a lot of trauma from childhood and from Uh, my recovery years and my using years uh, around the month of July for so for you know for some reason I get seasonal depression during the summer you know where most people are outside playing hard and going hard and so excited I feel like crawling under a rock and maybe that'll help somebody out there who feels the same way maybe you got bad allergies Maybe you languished as a kid because you didn't have the structure of the school system and were sort of left to your own devices, which may not have been a good thing for your makeup. Um, I am seeking help. I go to therapy twice a month um, and I might go see about getting some SSRIs just to get me through this rough patch that I'm in. You know, cancer season is all about the feels. And I think that emotional health always deserves to be contacted um, to be in touch with those things. Being happy takes work. And my guest today, Paris Huebner, talks specifically about that having self help books around and listening to podcasts and working out and stretching her body and listening to herself as a way to maintain happy. She calls herself a toxic optimist, which I don't even know what that means in a way, but I, I vibrate with that. For some reason, I, I get it, but I, I feel like I'm maybe the most pessimistic optimist that I know uh, because it really goes both ways for me. And that's why I need help and I'm telling on myself here publicly through my podcast, uh, I hope I hope that if you're needing help right now that you're reaching out to someone. I love holding space for others. That is that is the greatest gift that I have. It's what's pulled me out of my bullshit for year after year after year is that when you know, my grandfather says this thing. He's 99. I saw him on Sunday. Man forgetting self will rise to greater heights. He said that since I was a kid and I always thought that it was very like gallantry kind of like old school chivalry type of thing but service to others has always helped me to get out of my own garbage and you know we'll we'll get more into that when we get into Virgo season but I also feel like it's worth savoring that when you feel so full you know, and it's, it's actually stagnating inside of you that your emotions, your feelings, all of that is just sort of like swirling around. You got to pour it out. You got to refill the container. Sometimes the best way to do that is to reach out to a friend or do what I do and get a pile of postcards and send them to strangers that you haven't talked to in many years. Um, I'm I'm not kidding about that. I definitely do that postcard activity on a, on an annual basis. It's just like my emotional dump of like, get out of your shit and like care about someone else. What do I love getting in the mail? I love getting postcards. And so that's what I do for others, you know? So if you're feeling like super in the funk, get off your phone, maybe do a little project, uh, something that is for other (laughs) that may help you out. Or that's just my labor rising talking. Who knows? It's always a little combo of everything, right? So allow your gestation process to happen. You know, be big, be fearless. Manifestation, cancer, the ocean of everything, the ocean of consciousness. Manifestation is a bold task to bear. So be with yourself, my friend. We have the full moon in Capricorn coming up this Thursday. And I was trying to think of some of the words I would used to describe this access point right so we know when we have a full moon this really highlights an access point in our chart a x i s my midwestern accent does not help me to enunciate this very well axis so let's think about cancer and capricorn right And this is going to hit in a you know two highlights of your chart and those access points we can get more into it but we're focusing on Cancer and Capricorn right now so maybe figure out where that is you know have a look at your natal chart of course you can call me (laughs) we can do a reading I think that I should have like little short check in offerings for less so you just let me know if you want to try that out Um, but I'm I'm always happy to answer questions I appreciate your support in helping me to keep doing this work that I love doing that gives my life purpose. This podcast is one of my favorite things to do, you know, Reiki and interviewing people about their lives and then talking a little monologue here. Okay. So cancer and Capricorn, let's think of these points. So cancer home versus career for those of you, it's fourth home, 10th career in your chart. Bam, right there. Home versus career. Your core values versus your reputation, Capricorn. Your childhood, Cancer, versus your adulthood, Capricorn. Maternal, fraternal. Emotion, logic. Feelings versus thinking. Substance versus form. That's a tricky one, think about that. Substance versus form. The heart versus the head. Security versus purpose. Where you came from, where you're going. Love versus strength. And then idea versus outcome. So I'll probably publish a little chart of that on my Instagram that you can check out. But if that gives you some, at least some words to work with, some thoughts and feelings to highlight and focus on, I think, I think it's a great start. Where you come from, where you're going, who are you at home, who are you out in public, how do you want to be remembered, what makes you feel good, what makes you feel secure. Pluto is opposed to Venus in this full moon highlight and from where i am in milwaukee libra is the ascendant of this chart making venus and cancer one of the focal points so venus pluto opposition but you know venus and cancer it's like how do we how do we nourish i want to feel mothered i am nostalgic i think about my past loves perhaps and pluto and capricorn You know, looking for authority figures, looking for power, looking for control in the most negative form. And, of course, the uncovering of that, which would be my next thought as I wrap on this, is that, you know, maybe reviewing power structures in your own relationships. You know, if if Libra rising in this this day's chart here in Milwaukee, and it would be the same in Iowa, anywhere kind of in this region... Um, Where is codependency fucking up your relationships? Where are your ideals about what a relationship should look like versus what they do feel like? What kind of personalities and partners are you drawing to you? You know, are these toxic individuals that you feel submissive to? Or maybe you're the one on the other end of that, that you like submissive people to pay attention to to uh to maybe manipulate or control i don't know you you know i mean maybe i know you there's a lot of you that i know very well but um i think that this this being in the world's chart right now is sort of uncovering toxicity in relationships you know power dynamics are cool but consent is sexy right This is still pretty intense energy. I know that we have some trines here with Jupiter, Jupiter trine to the sun, which is beautiful. Oh, Jupiter and Pisces, you're good stuff, right? So this is that imaginative, creative, gentle flowing energy between the solar expression of creation and divinity and manifestation and love, love from the heart, the deep emotional loves that we have. And then Jupiter, you know, how we, how we expand ourselves, expanding universal love through creativity. So I hope that you're journaling or thinking or writing and loving on the things that you love, that you're finding nourishment in those pieces. Um, gosh, looking at this chart, I wouldn't be surprised if there is a lot of relational energy and self-healing that comes along with this. Cancer is super healing. I think that we forget that. You know, the mother energy, whatever that looks like. This is not about gender, but it's that, that, that role of caring. Caring for ourselves. Being able to tend and lick our wounds and pay attention to those things deep inside of us. All very pertinent, all important. I think that's all I'm going to say about the full moon. Sign up for my moon mailer. <laughs> That'll come in on Thursday. Uh, to get more details and whatever downloads that I come up with when I sit with this chart a little bit more. But that's kind of the, the, the quick, quick rundown. Um, I love that Jupiter trying to the sun. I'm feeling really good about that. Um, I'm going to be helping out um, Sugar Cube Donuts here in Milwaukee. My girl Kristen invited me to come help out at some pop-ups. I'll be slinging donuts with them. Uh, Stay tuned for details on that via the gram if you're in the Milwaukee area and you want to come snag a donut for me in the Downer neighborhood on Thursday. Um, I'm leaving for Asheville on Friday. Not for great reasons. Um, But if you want to get an appointment scheduled, my, my books are closed up, but that does not mean I'm not available. I just need a little bit more control on where I fit things in. So feel free to DM if you want to get in for a Reiki appointment. Um, I did some infographics breaking down the Reiki. um, And of course, you can find so much information on Reiki on my Reiki FAQ page at my website, energyinterpreter.com or my name, LaurenKHickman.com um what else do i have to say k apothecary you're so cool uh she sent a package up with one of our mutual clients this last week and i got a dope candle from the malicious women company it's called bam i wet my plants i wet my plants so uh says that it's to lightning pinterest soil recipes and zero living room space uh, I think it's actually a citrus and sage scent. Uh, the Malicious Company is out of Washington State in a small town, woman who only employs uh, those in the LGBTQ plus spectrum. And she's doing it, my friends. The Malicious Women's Company. And I got this from Kate Apothecary. Uh, She dropped it off to me along with some other cute little goodies. They have some really amazing CBD bath soak things that you need to get on. Um, I know that it is cancer season. We're going to be spending time, hopefully, if you have bodies of water in nature, but also bodies of water in your bathroom. If you can find a way to do a foot soak or a body soak, always a good time during the full moons. And Kay, of course, um, they're awesome. Like Andrea, I'm doing a... Uh, name numerology session with her next week Um, she gets booked out for those pretty quickly but do reach out it's a whole other layer of energetics when it comes to personal makeup Um, I you know I, I can teach you about perceptual makeup I can teach you about astrological makeup and even the seven rays if if I get into that in the next couple of years or months whatever the universe is asking of me I'll try to meet that call Um, but numerology is such an important piece in connecting with our vibration and Andrea is just intoxicating. I have to tell you her enthusiasm is just, it's, it just multiplies, you know, like I, I just feel happier when I think about her, talk about her and she brings so much to her community there in Mount Vernon, Iowa. So if you're on that side of the state or driving through Head to Mount Vernon. Go check out the shop. Also check it out online. Lots of really cool goodies there. Um, book an appointment with Andrea Gorsch for numerology through Zoom. Zoom, Zoom. Um, I have Zoom. I don't care to use it. <laughs> I feel like I'm an old phone call person so that I'm not staring at myself and my nose hair in the, in the picture, but always happy to do Zoom readings, uh, phone appointments, Um I know people are needing support right now, so I'm, I'm happy to be your Dr. Bronner's for whatever it is emotionally that you need to scrub, uh, rinse, however you want to visualize that for yourself. So I'm gonna bring on our guest now. Uh, Paris Hebner is a realtor that my partner and I met very early on in our stay in Milwaukee. Uh, so most of our relationship I've never seen her face Which is pretty interesting, you know? I mean, I think that there's a lot of relationships I've made this year of only seeing half of a person's face. But Paris struck me as so warm and loving out the gate. Um, She has these really cute moon phase tattoos on her left arm. And she sells houses. Come on, how much more cancer sun sign is that? So we sat down um, at her new home and her dog Luna, that looks like the spitting image of dragon. It just blew my mind. Like they could be from the same litter. I know they're not, but um, the cuteness was real. So her dog's name is Luna, okay? Another cancer cancer ruled by the moon, right? Um, So we we sat out on her uh, back porch, just absorbing some of that pre solstice sun and my phone overheated. And I didn't notice it until 45 minutes into our interview. This is super unfortunate because Paris and I had such a great conversation about so many things involving following your bliss. And I think what really irritated me is that we did get into some of the social justice conversations about inequity in our culture, about the the racial divide here in Milwaukee, how frustrating that is, the housing issues, the haves and have-nots, um, why this market is so incredible right now that everybody's talking about it. I can't get a house. I sold a house, but now I have nowhere to move to. You know, low percentage rate, high value especially after the pandemic that people are moving from all the coast back into the midwest especially in areas where there's fresh water and that brings this whole scary dystop- dystopic feeling about the future like well, you maybe i should stay here because there's fresh water here you know <laughs> maybe i should buy a place um, Paris has been so instrumental in helping me get connected into this community and just is such a genuine and just she's she's amazing that's all I gotta say but you'll listen to our conversation um, I love that she uses it's just a phase and just a phase is probably my new mantra for cancer season so if you hear me saying that a lot um, I like that it embodies that idea of cycles and the processes of the season giving you know birth to things the death of things the cycle of things right and the cancer capricorn dynamic that we're feeling this week is like birth and grief death and 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 renewal you know it's a lot anyway so i'll pass you over to miss paris hebner
1: I have safe in the process. There you
0: go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, listeners. (laughs) Talk about another mercury retrograde incident. Um, We just recorded for about 40 minutes and my phone overheated and we only got maybe two minutes of the conversation (laughs) recorded. So um, I'm here with Paris Huebner. Am I pronouncing your name correctly? Huebner. Huebner? Yeah, you're right there. Okay. I'm here with Paris Huebner.
1: (laughs) It's because it's H-U-E. It's like Huebner. Yeah. They spell it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they, it's their fault they spelled it wrong.
0: What is the, what's the background on that last name? It's Hiebner. German. So it's
1: probably actually like
0: Huebner.
1: Huebner. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Cute enough. Yeah. I had, a, I had a friend whose last name was Schumann. And uh, they, when they came to the United States, they changed the spelling to man instead of S-H, you know, S-C-H-U-M. It's S-H-O-E, like a shoe. Mm. And I was like, that's. Kind of silly like Schumann. yeah Schumann <laughs> instead of like having the German name to more anglicize it but right. anyway well, I mean history and our families are really important I think for you know cancers and ancestry that's a big piece of it as well like Absolutely. your history your heritage That'd be a good question to start with. You know, do you, do you feel pretty connected to your roots and your your family line? Do, have you done any, like, ancestry reports or...
1: Interesting. Yeah. Well, first of all, my mom's maiden name is Schuma- Shoemaker. Uh-huh. So similar to what you're saying. But, yeah, I actually just got an, um, 23andMe back. Um, I always thought I was just, you know, a nice big German girl for the most part. But it turns out I'm mostly Irish. What was it? 70... 70- Something Irish and the rest German. Pretty basic Wisconsin. You know, you see that a lot in Wisconsin. But German Irish. Yeah. You said you're a big German. You're about six feet tall. Just about. Just about. A doctor has never told me six foot. They tell me five eleven. So I'll go with that. But... Five <laughs> five eleven and three quarters. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> has that has that impacted you at all? Like, cause you. I mean, you're you're like long and tall and. You know, what is, what is that like for you being a tall
1: person? Being a giant, (laughs) a person of giant, giantness. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely like I have poor posture probably, (laughs) but, um, no, I think I've grown into loving my, loving my height, you know, with finding a partner, that was always important to me. I found the tallest guy I could and now we're getting married. So that's cool. (laughs) Um, but no, I think that comes with age and just being comfortable in your own skin. And yeah, I won't wear heels typically. I don't need to like make me taller than I am, but no, I like I like the body I came in. <laughs>
0: I love that. Yeah, <laughs> the body I came in. Um so we were talking earlier about some of the things from childhood uh and I and I'd love to sort of touch back in on that to get it recorded. Uh you talked about being a feeling kid, you know, you as a Cancer sun sign and having a lot of Cancer markers in your chart, um, that you, you know, you would internalize your feelings and break out in a rash or you get a tummy ache, and also that saying that your sister pointed out to you that you've always said it's just a phase, mm-hmm. and I think I've never heard that in context of Cancer energy, and I think that uh, I, I that's a new catchphrase I think for Cancer <laughs> sun signs in my so- mind. Um, Tell me more about that, being a kid, uh, your relationship with the moon. You have a really cute dog named Luna. We don't need to get into the depths of that, but really cute. Um, uh, yeah, what's your relationship with the moon and the phases?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess, like, I, I hadn't, I, as I was telling you, I know I haven't gotten into astrology until kind of later on or more recently. Um, I think I've always liked the, the moon, though, and... My sister, I remember making fun of me like you mentioned when something would come up like even in elementary or middle school She'd be kind of venting on something and like as my 11 year old wisdom. I'd be like, oh, Callie It's just a phase, you know, like knowing like this too shall pass Um, Or disassociating who knows But yeah, just knowing the ebbs and flows Um, And then I was telling you I think it was when I was turning 30 um a couple of years back had just gotten out of a not my not my healthiest relationship um and was turning 30 newly single for the first time in a while and and really felt so empowered i felt like i was like climbing the mountain of just like i am paris hear me roar um and was like very intentionally manifesting some really beautiful female friendships um, I'd always I've always had really close girlfriends, but i I think I was just kind of like on a soul level meeting something else and I was just fortunate to meet a few call them my moon mamas um, who you know we would gather on the, the new moon or the full moon and you know set intentions together, do releases. And, um, I'm really not like a very much, I know we've talked about that. Like I'm not a ritualistic person by any means really. Um, but it was the gathering and having these like cool safe spaces that we could, um, kind of do this like manifesting and and getting in touch with each other. That was, I don't know, pretty, pretty beautiful. And, um, I guess I, I realized that I have always had more of a connection with the moon and just kind of the roller coaster, riding the waves, you know, these are like all things that come out of my mouth probably five times a week if you hang out with me enough, you know, um, it's very much part part of how I kind of view the world. Mm
0: -hmm. We talked a lot about your, your perceptual strength is in your feeling ability and not that that makes you a poor communicator. It's just that you feel things so deeply and it seems like you have to translate the feeling. Um, we both grew up in the nineties. We talked a little bit about how mental that era was, that we weren't really in, in cultured in a way to be in touch with our feelings. Like I remember learning I am statements or like instead of blaming someone like you made me feel this way, we would say things like, um, when you do this, it affected me this way. You know, and I feel like that's the only conflict management that I learned as a kid in, in school. So I'm wondering how you've learned to develop your skills, like what that looked like in childhood and how you've learned to really key into your intuitive skills by listening to
1: the body. Yeah, that's interesting. And I don't even think I learned the, when you do this, I feel this until even way later, maybe. So good Mm -hmm. on your teachers (laughs) Um, or parents. But yeah, I was saying, you know, I think Growing up in the 90s, there was just maybe less of what you're like in such a good way seeing today. Or I think a lot of a lot of my friends, parents, you know, with daughters, sons, um, if you know, if they're recognizing genders or whatnot, but like teaching them feelings, teaching them feeling words and like at age two, you know, and just like that feelings are part of the daily vernacular to tap in to see where you're at. Um, at like very young ages and even just books you see and you know in bookstores now of just tapping into the power of feelings as your inner radar with your situation because um, maybe this is a bit of a tangent but I do just feel like with higher levels of anxiety and whatnot not to take away from that experience from people who are experiencing anxiety but I do feel like often it is a radar of like, well, what's, what needs to be changed then? Like, why is that happening? Like, you know, is it the job, the relationship, the, the mindset, the climate, the, you know, like what can be changed because personal belief, but I do believe that our natural state is much more like calm at peace, you know, wants to feel, even if it's not joy filled necessarily, um, but like at peace at least. You know, so I think like tapping into that and as you were saying, like as a kid, like I would have stomach aches and break out in rashes, um and whatnot because I just don't think I was talking on my stuff, you know, talking on feelings, um, just just normal human stuff going on, you know, but like um just wanting to keep smiling, moving forward. And then it wasn't until like, I think later on to be able to be like, okay, something's going on. Who's my nearest friend? Who's a quick phone call away? Who can grab coffee with? You know, for me has been really helpful. I know my part of my healing process or processing is soundboards. Um, I think if I do it more solo, journaling is really impactful and has Impactful. I think you and I have talked about our dozens of journals that we keep throughout the years. Um, But yeah, just to to, long story long to get back to your question of just kind of that releasing process, so that you're not holding on to the emotions that are now manifesting in, you know, icky icky feels, kind of thing. The skin rash, being irritated, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, an ulcer as a sixteen-year-old or (laughs) or whatnot.
0: Um, you use the term toxic optimist, which I, you know, I, I feel like I don't, I just see you as like a really joyous optimist, but I know that happiness takes a lot of work and being a cancer, um, you know, you've shared with me, you feel things very deeply. It impacts you in a deep way and, and it helps you to make better decisions, like, you know, as a younger person, before you hit your first Saturn return, you probably were like, oh, I'll j- I'll fix it. I'll make everything better. Even though you're in length, you're languishing. You're like, oh, this is a really sucky situation, right? <laughs> but as you've sort of come into your fullness, into your adult self and your adult maturity and your ability to navigate feelings... Um, how do you how do you do self care and how do you continue to work on creating optimism and um, I guess
1: harvesting that joy? Sure, yeah, that is a good question. Um, I do feel g- fortunate that I feel um, I don't know if it's genes or upbringing or what. Like I, I just genuinely have like look at the positive, um, you know, like it, even. And, and my spirituality has taught me that, though, even though, like, a bad situation, a, quote, bad situation that might happen, you know, uncomfortable or whatever, is like, okay, there's are still learning there. You know, like, I think that that's been just, like, a redundant thought of, or a habit that I've built throughout the years that helps then turn it into, like, quote, more positive or toxic positivity, as I, as I call it. Um, kind of just maybe coping skills a bit there. Um, but no, I think it definitely takes work. I'm not, I mean, you can look at my, my bookshelf right now and 50% of it is probably self-help, you know, or comedians or travel stuff, but like definitely self-help books, podcasts, um, yoga meditation. I have to do at least a little bit of yoga every day to like feel in my body. Meditation is a practice that I've been wanting to really get going on for years. But I think just like, I definitely have the mindset of like of constant kind of growth, you know, nurturing self, if we're not growing, we're dying, we say, you know, um, and just i'm just I'm probably not fascinated in anything else more than that kind of esoteric um, spiritual mindset and path and and what that means for us and how it, how we manifest um, it's all just a wild human experience that we're experimenting with daily, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that answered your question at all, but
0: <laughs> no, I think, I think it's good to know that we can continue to work on ourselves and that you've tried to find a way to embody that piece. Um, when was the turning point for that? Did you have a pivotal moment where you were over nurturing other people or ignoring yourself? Like when did you feel really empowered to pursue,
1: um, know like your joy and your vision of the life yeah, you wanted that's a good question i feel so after college i mean i think the spiritual path for me started i mean well i guess when i know I, mean, I grew up like kind of born again christian so i was, and you know I, I swayed from there but i think after college i traveled met a reiki master so um you know started delving into energy work and that that type of stuff was trying to figure it out. Um, Ended up teaching, um, teaching in Milwaukee School District and um, yeah, was doing mostly middle school special ed, just a lot of, you know, high needs population, high needs students. And I think my inability to kind of check my own energy and create healthy boundaries was ultimately what led me to burnout? because, um, yeah, I mean, that's, like, I know I told you that earlier, but props to all teachers, truly, like, hardest, hardest job I think there is out there, and, like, maybe no, few more important ones, in my opinion, you know, educating people, so, um, so that was a really hard transition to leave teaching, but I knew my soul, my, like, spirit, I was, like, I, this isn't sustainable for me right now, like, all I could do was Give, always felt like I wasn't doing enough, um, you know. It just, it just, I didn't have the skill sets built in to protect me, so I could show up better for for my kids. Unfortunately, that's like a really hard thing to admit. But <laughs> um, so then it came to, um, you know, what what can make me happy, and, and I <laughs> my mom was in real estate. It seemed like an easy thing to try. Didn't have to go back to grad school to be a social worker, all of that, and. Um, the path that it's led me on is just like I'm so grateful for because I know we chatted on it already, but just the ability to still feel like I'm helping people, connecting with people, empowering them for like big life decisions financially and and you know, finding their home. It's just it I don't know, I sound so cheesy, but it's so like it lights me up daily and I'm just like grateful that I have that I found something that feels so good. Mm-hmm.
0: And for the listeners, just just if you don't know a lot about cancer, because a lot of us, we focus mostly on our own sun sign astrology. But the more we learn about the other signs and how they move through the world, that's how we can be better connectors, communicators, and empaths towards other people. But cancer is often associated with the home itself. And that's a more mundane expression of that, like the physical home. But home being in your body, home feeling safe, home feeling secure, um, rooted in your emotional self, rooted as a part of this world, you know. And I love that cancer season is in the heart of summer when the sun is closest in the northern hemisphere and that we're, we're really reaping the benefits of all of the, all of the work. It's this full point, this fullness point. And what's more full than like feeling safe and secure and that you found a place that you can plant roots. And, you know, if you choose to build a family or have a bunch of dogs or a bunch of plant babies, whatever that looks <laughs> like, right? So sure. I think it's, it's really interesting to note that, um, that that's the service that has been most meaningful for you in adult life where you feel happy and of use to others. You might be uselessly tall, but no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. We were making a joke about that earlier.
1: Yeah, turn that light switch on. Just uselessly tall. <laughs> Make me tall.
0: Um, let's talk about boundaries for, you know, especially in the market that we're in currently. Um, interest rates are low. It is impossible to get a house pretty much. I know Timothy and I have put in seven offers or six offers and that seven. this this is the one that's worked out like this week we're, we're hoping fingers crossed that everything like happens with that but um, I'd love to get your either your advice to people who are looking for new homes in the market your thoughts on the sustainability of that um, we spoke earlier about Milwaukee and places near freshwater being hot commodities because this is this is a good bet basically mm-hmm. uh, but I, I'd like to think about the people part of this and I asked a lot of questions in a very short amount of time so go (laughs) (laughs) here
1: we go stories in the tangents right (laughs) um yeah no it is not going to lie it is definitely it is a hard market I mean anyone you're talking to out there is probably they're looking is you know written one or two offers um it is a it is a tricky market and I think I mean Is it helpful if I speak on the, like a buyer experience for, I guess? Sure. I mean, you, you as a
0: realtor assisting people and you having just bought a house, I mean, any, any thoughts for people? Um, I mean, we can talk a little bit about how, um, we used the example earlier that my grandparents bought a house in 1950. That was $60 a month for their mortgage, a mortgage payment for $60 granted, you know, how much was a, you know, a gallon of milk back then, right? <laughs> but here we are in 2021 where a mortgage payment can range anywhere from, let's say $1,000 a month up to $4,000 a month and above that, depending on how big you go. Mm-hmm. And a house, as you said, is one of the largest purchases that we'll ever make unless you're buying a jet. You made that joke and it's mm-hmm. like, I don't know those people. Uh, gotta, <laughs> got, to, got to, we gotta meet them though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're out there. Yeah. Um, I'd like to meet someone in Milwaukee with a boat. who would not mind taking Timothy on a boat ride. So you just, you call me free astrology and, and Paris and Paris. Yeah. We're all going to go. <laughs> She'll help you buy a house. I will do your astrology makeup. Yes. Okay. Anyway, um, so that, to give that context and that we have these low interest rates. Now we have, um, you know, our generation, you know, the thirties, some things are trying to buy a house and it, right. it's important because it builds equity. I'm sort of speaking for you at this point, but I'd love any, anything you have to offer. Yeah.
1: To no, that, Well, it's good you're taking good notes, right? (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think we were talking about, yeah, back in the day, like my future in-laws, they bought in Whitefish Bay, you know, in the 80s. They are I don't know, probably late 20s. And it's like, well, that would not be feasible for me at the current rate of, or prices of homes, you know, at at this time. And then you also think of, well, they also, you know, the, the home was much cheaper, but the interest rates were like in the tens, like 11%, don't quote me, but like yeah. eleven, fifteen percent. I've heard just crazy numbers. So I think that's why. Yes, like yes, prices have risen, but I think that's why it still makes so much sense for so many people to be able to be in this time of such like truly historic low interest rates, where um where and and with rents continuing to rise, where if somebody is paying twenty one hundred for rent and could pay $1,900 for a mortgage or even let's say if it, it was more, let's say they're paying $1,500 and could pay $1,600, $1,700 for a mortgage, that couple hundred when you're putting it in your own pocket versus your landlord's, you're paying, you are literally, you know, when you're paying your landlord's mortgage, people then think, well, wait a minute. Yes, it's convenient. Don't get me wrong. Very convenient. But, you know, to how? just if you're thinking more long-term financial growth and well-being, mm-hmm. sustainability, that you know, they say one of the best things you can do is home ownership just to start building that equity. Um, and, like, yeah, obviously I'm biased there, but I do just think in terms of, like, empowerment, um, both, like, energetically, mentally to have your own space and be able to, you know, redo the kitchen and plant your garden and have your best friends in your home and all of that. But also then, obviously, like, financially, it's just, it just makes so, so much sense and it's an exciting time for, yeah, so many millennials right now just to be starting to, to tap into that. But, but it is also, yeah, it is a challenging market. So it's really kind of trusting the process, finding good guidance, trusting okay. your gut. <laughs> um, it is a lot of that, even for the analytical people that will have the pros and cons in those lists, which is 100% I always suggest to do that. Um, you know, to, to really be able to put it down, it is still also like an emotional experience. So just to kind of have that balance between the practical side of a person and also the emotional, like, okay, are we going to regret if we don't go for it? Mm-hmm. Or, um, just that process.
0: I was driving through Whitefish Bay and I, I hate saying this, but it's too funny. I was introduced to it as White Folks Bay. It, <gasps> like, it's not, as an oh outsider. Yeah. And
1: it's, I hate that that's still going around.
0: I know. Yeah. It's, a, it, it's a very decadent district of very large homes. Yes. And I like going up to Doctor's Beach and we go and have campfires on, on the beach and stuff. But it's it, to see these massive houses. And to me, I'm like, wow, it's a big box of space. <laughs> you pay for a giant <laughs> box of space. And I, and I said, we should just build a yurt, you know, but first you have to like buy the ground that you can build the yurt on right. that type of thing. But. Um, Timothy and I just got back from uh, from San Diego, and we we tried out van life for a week. We rented a really, uh, really nice vehicle, you know, one of the the Sprinter vans, and uh, they become more popular. And I think that a lot of a lot of people in our age group are disenchanted by the idea of a 30-year purchasing process or cannot commit to one city or don't know where they're supposed sure. to be or obviously like I am detracted because I'm not interested in the hassle there's part of me that's like I like my freedom I just want to sure. rent because this is this is my freedom but when you when you lay it out like to win in this country to win which is Gross, Like, life is not a video game. You know, there's this idea of building equity and having a mortgage and being able to provide for future generations. Mm It's part of, like, I don't know. It's not adulthood. It's, like, it's part of a kind of a a plan that's been devised in the way that we provide for our young. Right. It used to be farms and having tons of kids to help out on the farm and make things happen. but in modern society, we buy very expensive boxes
1: that are full of space and beds and stuff that are wild. stuff. Right? Yeah. No, I so hear you. I mean, background on me before I purchased, I oh actually still, but I, since I was 18, I've lived, I counted once. It was like Lived in like 15, 16 different homes, like constantly moving, even though it was mostly like within Milwaukee, mm-hmm. you know, definitely traveler mindset, van goals, like just I want to be a turtle and ride around and have my home on my back, like 100%. So I totally hear that mentality. And I think that's why for me, like, I mean, my first purchase a few years back was a duplex. So that was really nice because i was like okay i could just leave an airbnb it out or get a friend to rent it out or you know like it was nice that it was like this this option where i was being quote like financially responsible or whatnot but still being able to like all right commitments are hard for me (laughs) you know and to be able to kind of find that happy medium um i know timothy one of the draws to this condo was like he's like well can i rent it out In the future you know so I think like that works so well for so many people or even if they're moving somewhere for a couple years I have this very cool dentist that in a new city every three years has been her track but wanted to get the condo so she could still not be throwing away the money and then when the next city calls her or the next job you know that she'd be able to walk away I mean, hopefully, you know, at scratch, neutral, if not in in the positive, there. Mm-hmm. So I think, like, even for us, more like wanderlusty folk, it still could work depending on the person. Um, but I say that as a like as a person torn between my full free spirit that wants to hit the road at all times, and also is like the cancer in me that knows like I also need the grounding, the roots, the family nearby um, that, that sense of community. I know we talked a little bit about that, like how that is so important too. Mm -hmm. kind of that, like push and pull always of like, do I want total comfort or total, you know, wild. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A little bit of tension. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: what is, what does home mean to you? I mean, is it the feeling in your body of that Repose, that softness, that stillness, like, is that what feels like home or is it the physical space that we're in? Is it feeling home in your body?
1: How would you describe that? I love that. Yeah, definitely. It starts with in your body. Like, that's why I like to do a little bit of stretch in the morning. Like, good morning body. It's been a nice night sleeping and it's good to see you today. You know, like um, Ayurvedic practitioners say to like, you know, look at your hands in the morning and drink the hot water and really just like, it's an important part to your day just to wake up into your body. Um, I'd, like I said, I'd love to be meditating more in the morning. Remember, be my accountability partner for that Lord. <laughs> um, so yeah, finding that home within yourself. Um, for me, and maybe it is with being being a cancer having a lot of cancer in my chart but like I've always loved to travel but Milwaukee particularly for me has always been home and like I've not had a desire to go elsewhere other than short trips whether it be a week or even a month or so some you know six months is maybe the longest I've ever traveled um just because that sense of home meaning like there's my family. There's my roots of people I know and love. There's that coffee shop I know. Like those kind of like comforts. I feel like I can go anywhere in the city and just and feel like it's mine and it's home and that everything is feels so familiar, which um, maybe sounds kind of small town, but like I know when I go to a new place, I I don't I carry always the same confidence. I notice like. It'll take, it'll take me a day or so to kind of get my grounding and, like, fi- feel a new sense of home and a space. Um, or even, like, traveling solo. I, like, give props to so many, especially females, that can go out and travel the world by themselves, backpacker style. And I've done it, and I've loved it, but it's always a very nerve-wracking experience for me where I don't feel comfortable until I, like, make a connection with somebody else. Like, I need... Or I feel like I need that kind of anchor in another person to like, okay, now I'm good. Like, now I'm cool. You know, now I'm feeling more calm kind of thing. So I don't know if that's cancer stuff, but kind of just how how I, my MO.
0: Mm -hmm. It's funny you mentioned the like turtle shell on my back. Because turtle is the other archetype for cancer. Oh, funny. And I like it more than crab. Cause i I think that turtle like pulling its arms into its shell, like I just I need that that boundary line, yeah, I need to feel safe there, but um I mean tra- yeah traveling alone isn't is its own thing because it's like how do you create meaning when there's all this space, and I think that that's another piece of boundary work, it's not just. Um, saying no to people. It's like, how do you boundary your time when you have all of this energy pouring itself over all of these emotions, all this feeling. So how do you channel those emotional things? Can you compartmentalize? Can you find a way to channel your energy? When does it feel frozen? When does it feel too loose? Like
1: interesting. Um, that is, I do feel like, and my, my best friend from childhood will laugh, because she's, will always say, Paris, you're so good at compartmentalizing, because I can have something occur that's, you know, maybe a negative some experience or whatnot, and, and kind of, like, roll with the punches, like, let's handle this, and move on. When I was teaching, one of my fellow teachers would call me duck feathers, like, oh, like, it just slides right off you, you know, and, and I joke with another friend of mine, like, okay, is that just, um, is it compartmentalization and healthy coping or is that just disassociating? You know, <laughs> kind of a different realm there. But, um, but yeah, I think compartmentalization can really serve a purpose where if that negative space you're in isn't going to serve much purpose necessarily. Um, I guess that's the question, though. Different schools of thought there. I know a lot of friends of mine will, like, Let's delve into the shadow work and all the purpose that that can hold. So I'm not trying to take away from that, but I just mean of more like, let's just keep it moving, y'all. Let's just keep it moving, and, you know, onto the next good thing. I don't even remember what your question was. <laughs> I feel like you answered it. Oh, good. Okay. To, to hit
0: the feeling piece of it. Well, I appreciate you making time just to, to talk about some of your experiences and finding finding a good Fitting career, and do you have anything that you wanted to offer that you were thinking about? Since I asked you about the interview, I know you said that you were processing a lot of stuff. Was there anything yeah. that we didn't get to talk about?
1: Um, I guess like the main things when you first, you know, brought it up and talking about like the cancer experience, and you know, or what other people, whether they're cancers or not. But obviously, I think you know, cancers get the the mo that they're big, big feelers is. For me, it's been really, really impactful to make sure I have like my core group of of humans that I know and love and trust, and that I like so loyal and that I can come in these safe spaces to discuss all things human experience, you know, and I think like that I do not know what I would do without that type of community of, of you know a few trusted folk. Um, I mentioned like my female friendships, obviously my, yeah, my partner, Mike, just, I think like that just really helps to know that, you know, and, and they can still like, it doesn't have to be people you've known forever. Like I think making friends later on in life or, you know, in your twenties and thirties is more challenging, but not by any means impossible. Like I, some of my favorite people I've met was within the past five, 10 years, you know? So I think it's just like people didn't just always keep seeking their community is really important um for me and constantly working on boundaries i definitely have issues with that cuz i want to just give all the love and 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 all of that and so just to know like sometimes you don't need to give everything and sometimes it's okay to say no and necessary to say no um And I think that also comes with age, you know, like now I'm going to be 34 next month. Oh my God. (laughs) But, um, so just a little bit more of like, fuck it mentality. If it's like, if this isn't feeling good, you know, why are we doing it? (laughs) Follow your bliss. Follow your bliss. (laughs) I think that's a big takeaway.
0: So Paris, it's so good to see you without a mask and to spend some space and time with you. And, um, thank you for sharing yourself.
1: Uh,
0: thank you, Lauren. Appreciate it. K Apothecary in Mount Vernon, Iowa is a metaphysical store and so much more. In 2009, Andrea Gorsh was diagnosed with celiac disease, and when she set out to eliminate irritants from her life, the difficulty was in finding quality, gluten-free bath and skincare products. So pretty soon she was making her own recipes to use herself, and she gave some samples to friends, and one thing led to another as it goes. So since then, Andrea's had to expand her product line to keep up with demand, and she specializes in consultations, the development of custom formulas for problems like anxiety or insomnia or quitting smoking, as well as a line of bath and skin products for customers who appreciate her high quality ingredients and local sourcing practices. Right now, they have a summer solstice package available, lots of workshops and events all the time. As I said, this is an online and in-person community. So you can connect with them virtually on Facebook or Instagram. You can sign up for their monthly event newsletter. They have a snail mail Uh, which who does newsletters anymore? Well, uh, Kay Apothecary does. So they host a variety of workshops, classes, events aligned with goals towards improving the lives of those in the community. So there's a variety of metaphysical studies, moon circles, sound healing, aromatherapy, modern mysticism, witchcraft, astrology, tarot, and so much more. So cu- currently, all the events are happening virtually, but the store is open. Uh, you can go check them out in Mount Vernon, Iowa. If you get off I eighty from Iowa City and head north a little bit, uh, it's it's worth the stop. Believe me. I want to thank my guest, Cancer Sun Sign Paris Hebner. Uh, for coming on and talking to me about what it's like to feel, all the feels, all the things you're feeling. Um, One of the things that, that did not get recorded was a suggestion she made that feels very authentic to me about regret being a deciding factor. You know, when you're feeling a lot of things and you're not able to be decisive, Making decisions is hard, okay, for for most people. I don't know a lot of people who are like hyper decisive, know exactly what they want at any time. Uh, If you're out there, give us some secrets. We'd love to talk to you. (laughs) But the idea that if we check in with our gut feelings, well, I regret this. How much do I want this? How much will I regret not getting this? Um, that that can sometimes be a really good uh, like oppositional way of seeing what we do desire, what we are trying to create for ourselves. So it's just a phase. you know, Paris, thank you so much for coming on today. You can find her on Instagram at Love Your Face with two E's at the end. Love your face with an extra E. I'll post that in the episode notes. If you're looking for a realtor, man, she works for Keller Williams and has been so awesome in this crazy freaking market. We have looked at a lot of places. we put in a lot of offers, and she's been there to walk us through this process with all the compassion of a true cancer sun sign, right? It's been amazing. So Paris, thank you again for coming on. I'm Lauren K. Hickman. You can find me on Instagram at the same, at Lauren K. Hickman, sign up for my moon mailer at energyinterpreter.com. I send those out bi-monthly. Uh, I promise not to blow up your inbox, just letting people know what I'm thinking about, what I'm writing about, and where I'm available to do readings, Reiki, all the things. So events coming up, um, I will be in Asheville. Uh, if you're in the Asheville area and looking for a reading, get in touch with me. I'll be down there. But I will be available for virtual readings as usual. And if you're listening to this, type in code virtual or just let me know that you heard this offering and get 20 percent off of a phone reading or a zoom reading i'm celebrating mercury going direct by offering that little little boost for everybody if you're needing a little extra support right now um You can find more information about the work that I provide at my website. Uh, I appreciate every listener out there for paying attention, um, for engaging with this process, learning about astrology kind of with me, through me, however you want to look at it. Um, And I just hope that you find ways to stay inspired. If you're feeling a lot, I hear you. I see you. Take care.